0: Hi, this is Business Law Chapter 29.1 What is commercial paper? It is a written promise to pay and the most common form is a check. It's impractical in all instances to carry cash or gold or other items of value to make payments on debts. So commercial paper was developed for such instances. The UCC, the Uniform Commercial Code, contains most of the laws that govern the use of the commercial paper. Commercial paper was developed as a safe way to pay debts without the same threats of loss or being stolen. Imagine having to carry around $10,000 or more when you went to a car dealership to buy a car. If people knew you were likely to have large amounts of cash on you, you would be more susceptible to thieves. Commercial paper can still be lost or stolen, but it's harder to cash in than currency. If I lost a $100 bill, anyone who finds it could now claim it as their own and spend it. If I lost a check written out to me for $100, it would be harder for someone other than me to cash it. Not impossible, but harder. And then it would be easier for me to get my money back if I found the person who had cashed it. Nowadays, when I get paid, my money is directly deposited into my checking account. Since the bank is using my money until I need it, I don't allow them to use it for free. Some checking accounts let the bank use their money, and then in exchange, the bank uh, pays the depositor interest. Since interest rates are pretty low, I personally don't look at interest rates when deciding which bank I choose to hold and in essence use my money. Instead, I look for other perks that they may offer. For example, a free debit card or no monthly fees and free reimbursement of my ATM fees. To me, this is worth more than the pennies a month that I would get in interest. My current bank reimburses any ATM fees that I incur which can be $5 or more because some banks charge for not using in network in-network ATMs and then the ATM machine itself also charges. I don't have to keep a minimum balance. Some banks do charge you if you don't have a minimum balance. I do have an account. Uh, it's technically a checking account but I don't use it. I don't write checks off it. Um, but. I do have this account where I need to keep an average of $1,500 is the daily balance for a month or else I'm charged a $6 fee. Although that's a fairly steep fee, I don't mind because they do offer a method of collecting money from people that I want to be able to use. So I do have um, money that is coming into me that I need to be able to collect. And this particular bank has the ability to do that, that my other bank uses POP money and this one uses zeal and i'm able i have uh, money that comes in that it needs to come in through zeal or else it's it's the at least it's the least costly way for me to get the money so anyway this way that i know that if something happens i'll have at least fifteen hundred dollars readily available and it only costs me six dollars maximum to use it so that's a pretty good comfort as well but my main bank um, I use it because I have no monthly fees, they reimburse all my ATM fees. Um, there is some interest that I get, but it's, it's you know pennies a month, so that's no big deal to me. The banks have to compete with each other to become the debtors of the depositors. Yeah, the bank is actually the debtor of their depositors. They have their money, so they're in debt to us. If you find a good bank, it can be a win-win situation. The bank gets to use my money and lend it to others making money off the interest charged, and I keep my money safe without having to carry wads of cash with me. My money is there when I need it, and if, since I have my money in an FDIC bank, it's federally insured up to $250,000. There are two types of commercial money, unconditional orders to pay money and unconditional promises to pay money. An unconditional in this sense means the order to or the promise to pay does not depend on another event. For example, if you had some paper that says pay to the order of John Smith after he feeds the chickens, it would not be considered commercial paper because it's dependent on John first feeding the chickens. So it's not unconditional. So there is a condition on it. An IOU is also not considered commercial paper. It only acknowledges a debt, but it's not considered a promise to pay. The four main types of commercial paper are a draft, check, promissory notes, and a certificate of deposit, or a CD. A draft and check are considered unconditional orders to pay money, while the promissory notes and the CD are unconditional promises to pay money. A draft is an unconditional written order by one person that directs another person to pay money to a third person. The person directed to pay may be an actual person or an artificial legal person, such as a corporation. The order may even be made out to cash or to bearer. Then whoever is in legal possession of the order may collect. The order, however, must be effective upon demand or at a definite date. The person who orders the payment is the drawer, the person to whom the draft is payable is the payee, and the person who pays the payment is the drawee. The drawee is usually the debtor of the drawer. For example, Joe orders that Gate Bell Bank pay Tina upon demand of this draft. Joe is the drawer, Gate Bell Bank is the drawee, and Tina is the payee. Gate Bell Bank is the debtor of Joe. Drafts are sometimes classified in terms of the time of payment. A draft payable on site or on demand is known as a site draft. The drawee is expected to pay immediately upon being presented a site draft. A time draft is payable at the end of a specified date on the draft. Acceptance is the drawee's promise to pay the draft when due. This promise is usually evidenced by the signature of the person accepting on the front of the draft along with the words accepted and then the date. When a draft states it is payable for a certain period of time, the time starts immediately from the date of the draft. Most common commercial paper, although checks are usually written on special paper issued by the bank they can be written on anything even toilet paper to be legally enforceable they do have to be drawn from a bank so it would have to have a routing and account number every year you'll hear of somebody who pays the IRS on something other than a check they write a check to them other than the special the special paper that they got from their bank but as long As, you know, they can write on there, pay to the order of IRS, and then um, have the routing and the account number that it's being drawn from. It's a legal check, and the IRS can cash it. Banks agree to honor or pay the check as long as there's enough money in the account to cover the check. This is part of the agreement that the depositor has made with the bank. The bank could choose to honor the check even if there isn't enough money in the account. The bank doesn't just do this out of the goodness of its heart, though. If it pays a check and there isn't enough money in the account to cover the check, then they'll charge you a fee, and it could be upwards of $30. Because a bank has to honor legal checks presented to them that have sufficient funds, they have to keep a large percent of the deposited money on hand so it can handle day-to-day operations and cover withdrawals and honor the checks. If every single person came into the bank at one at uh, one time and said they wanted to take their money out, the bank wouldn't have enough money at that moment to cover everything they still have the money it's just not physically on site but they do have to keep a large enough percentage to handle for people that would take out large withdrawals on that day um, I, I could see we're in the summer presumably there may be more money on hand as people may be taking out money to go traveling things like that It is illegal to write a check for an amount that you know that you do not have the funds to cover. The bank will dishonor the check, which means it will not pay the check. It makes sense that if a dishonored check was used to pay debts, that the person writing the check still owes the debt until it is paid. The mere fact of sending in a check does not satisfy the debt. The check has to actually be cashed and cover the amount owed. Um... There are times when if you send in a check that's really close to the due date of a bill, um, as long as you can prove that it was sent in and and you can prove it by sending it uh, certified mail so you can have proof of when the check was sent in. And then if the company, the credit card company, let's say, doesn't cash it, Then they say, well, no, we charged you a fee. We didn't get it in time. You would be able to prove and say, no, I sent it to you on time. You got it. You chose not to cash it. And then they would have to waive that fee. But just know that just because you send in the check does not mean that your debt is satisfied. It's not satisfied until the check is actually cashed. So does that mean that you're guilty of a crime anytime a bank doesn't honor your check? Well, not necessarily. For example, when you wrote the check, there were sufficient funds to cover the check, but the person didn't cash it for three weeks, and by then, the amount needed to cover the check had already been spent. But it is your responsibility to keep track of how much money you have coming in and going out. Every time you write a check, you should record it on a check register and subtract that amount from the bank balance. You should always have a running total of how much you have in your account. It isn't enough to just check your account balance online or through your bank's app. Your bank can only tell you how much money you have in your account at that moment. It doesn't know that checks may have been written and haven't been cashed yet. With that being said, if you knowingly make a check no longer good, that is illegal. If you know um, somebody hasn't cashed a $500 check and you knowingly spend money so that your account is less than $500, um, then you would know that if that check were cashed at that moment, it would not be honored. So any the, then it, that is illegal. Even though you may have written that check weeks ago, you've gone and spent money to now make that check um, not one that can be honored by the bank. This is just as Ill- as illegal as writing a check that, at the time that doesn't have sufficient funds to cover it. There are times when you write a check and then you decide that you shouldn't pay or maybe your checkbook has been stolen and someone else wrote checks that they shouldn't have. You can instruct the bank to stop payment of a check or a series of checks through a stop payment order. This can be done orally. For example, if I hired a carpenter to install new kitchen cabinets. I would pay the balance at the completion of the job. As soon as the carpenter leaves with my check, as he's closing the the front door, a cabinet falls to the ground. I can go put a stop order on that check. I can call the bank up and say, okay, I just wrote a check out, uh, check number 1,238, and I need to put a stop order payment on it. Um, so I don't think that the carpenter has completed the job for what he was paid, so I shouldn't have to pay him until he comes back and finishes the job the right way. If you put a stop order on a check, a stop payment order on a check, and the bank honors it anyway, the bank must recredit your account and put the money back into your account. The bank would suffer the loss, not the person whose account the money was drawn from. So if I called the bank and I put a stop order on the check and somehow they honor the check anyway the bank is the one that's out the money not me stop order payments can be done orally like I had said but unless it's followed up with a written order it's only good for 14 days so in the case of um, me paying the carpenter that installed the cabinets if he tried to cash that check again in 14 days after I had called the bank and put a stop payment on it he would be able to cash that check unless i had followed it up with a written stop order payment written stop order payment sorry written stop payment orders are good for six months but unless they're renewed they also will expire after six months when writing a check you must be careful to not make it easy to alter it for example when writing how much a check is for I write it as close to the edge as possible so as not to allow someone to add words to make the check worth more than I intended. Also write your words and numerals close together. For example, if you write a check for $8 and you would write the words eight and no over 100 or zero over 100 and then draw a line to the end. You don't have to, uh, you don't have a space between the T in eight and the A in and and where somebody would be able to write e e n to make it eighteen instead, the same goes for when you write the amount in numerals. you don't want to leave room for extra numbers uh to be added, and never ever ever give someone a blank check where you sign it, but leave the amount or who it's to be paid to blank. They could be trustworthy but then they have that check stolen from them. Also, do not give anything of value in exchange for a a check that appears to have been altered in any manner. A promissory note is an unconditional written promise to pay money. Again, unconditional means that certain conditions don't have to happen in order for this written promise to be enforced. The payment of a promissory note can either be on demand or at a definite time. It's dependent on what is written on the promissory note. The person who executes a promissory note is known as the maker. If two or more people execute the note, they are co-makers. Both of the makers can be made responsible for paying the promissory note if the other doesn't. Many financial institutes will not lend money unless something of value is offered as security. If the loan isn't paid, then the bank will take possession of that item or items of value that were offered up as security when personal property is offered up as a security of the note it's known as a collateral note when real property like land is offered up as security the note is known as a mortgage note a cd or a certificate of deposit is a bank's written acknowledgement of receipt of your money along with an unconditional promise to repay it at a definite time in the future. Federal law prohibits banks from paying out CDs before the maturity date without a penalty to the depositor. This is so banks can rely on having those funds available to lend to others. In exchange, they usually pay out a higher interest rate than a typical savings account.